This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Glenn Tomrin and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to come together and praise Jesus? Hallelujah. Aren't we thankful that we can get together? Hallelujah. Just uh, I'm going to move myself a little bit closer. Hallelujah. We can just spend time in His presence. And you know, it's, there's something about us coming together just like this in the presence of God. You know, because, you know, the Bible, is, it's, it's, it's true. It's not just something that we, it's like, well, yeah, that was, that was a great message. You know, that was encouraging. No, it's truth. And when the Word says there were two or three are gathered in His name, He is there, guess what? He's there. And what does that mean for, each, for, for us? What does that mean? Well, that means a lot if you will just believe it and acknowledge Him, it can change your world in one day. Hallelujah. And so I, I, just, I, I'm just, I have great expectations for tonight. I've been uh, you know, preparing today. And, and, and actually last night I, I picked up this book, Zoe, The God Kind of Life, and, and I just read the whole thing. And... Uh, well, it's not that long, and it's, it's very good. And so, uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to start off here reading a prophecy given by Kenneth e. Hagin in 1980. And it's like a page and a half here. And so, but this is, it's so, it's so uh, applicable for us today. And that's why I want to bring this up. It says, Do not become discouraged because the truth does not dawn on your spirits all at once. But keep meditating on the fact of the word. The more you meditate on that which is written and the more you meditate on that which is said as one shall speak under the anointing and inspiration of the spirit and little by little it will become real to you. And as, on the in, and as on the inside of you in your spirit, in your inner man, it takes shape and form. It will reshape your own spirit and until you no longer be a weakling spiritually but you shall become strong and be able to stand and do the works of the Lord. And do the works the Lord has called you unto. And rule and reign and dominate in life as a king by Jesus Christ. So do not turn away even because you do not fully understand or see. But let your mind be open and your spirit be receptive. And say thou, O blessed Holy Spirit, unveil the truth unto my spirit. That I may stand in the fullness of the provision of my Father. For he is my Father. I love him and he loves me. And so you will become that which he has ordained that you should become. And rise up to the level of the full privileges and rights and authority and dominion of a son of God. Rejoice and be glad and speak forth the word of faith. Speak unto those circumstances that have you bound and command them to leave. And so you shall be loosed. Speak unto the storm that appears on the horizon of your life and say, Peace be still and it will be calm. Learn what is yours and act upon it and it shall become yours in reality. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And this is something that was by the inspiration of the Spirit of God. And it's the same for us today. And I think one of the greatest needs of the church, and I think has been at any time, has been understanding of what Jesus has done for us. And understanding of what happened that day that you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because what happened that day is so incredible. And it's so over and above anything that we could ever imagine what Jesus did for us that day. It is incredible. And there's a reason why Paul 
you know, Paul, the apostle, he, he had a revelation of what actually happened when Jesus died. He went to hell. He rose again. What he did for you and me. And what Paul, you know, and we know this, but I, I just don't, don't listen to this as I've heard it before. Please. Because we, we are in a time and a season where we need to get a hold of who we are. We need to get a hold of what Jesus has done for us because if not, we won't stand. And we will not step into the fullness of what God has for us as believers because he has a, a great purpose and a plan for each and every one of us to be a light to the world in which we live. And we need to see and know and understand what Jesus did so we can start to access this stuff because it's all accessed by faith. And faith starts when you start to see. When you start to get a revelation, that's when faith starts. You can't have faith for something that you do not know that you have. You can't have faith for something that you don't really see. And that's why in this prophecy, the Holy Spirit through Brother Hagin said that meditate on the word. He said, spend time, look at it, and, and speak it out. Just, 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 just yearn to get an understanding of what Jesus has done for you. And Paul in Ephesians 1, and this is like, you know, if you've been around this church for a while, you've heard this preached probably, I don't know, hundreds and maybe more times. But, but Paul, he was praying in Ephesians 1, and he was praying for believers here. You know, we're supposed to pray that people will get light and understanding and, 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 and get to know Jesus. But here, he's talking about praying for believers. And what is he praying? Ephesians 1 and 17, he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? And so I'm going to stop right there. He's praying that you might see that the eyes of your heart, you know, the amplified, I think, says be flooded with light. So that you will see and understand what Jesus has done for you. What is yours because of what he did? What is your inheritance? Because now you're a child of God. And what is this exceeding great power that is working towards you and we know in you because the Holy Ghost came and took up residence in you the day that you were born again. The day that you were born again, you became a brand new creature. Everything on the inside of you changed. And then in Colossians, he's praying again for believers in Colossians chapter 1. And I'm going to start reading in verse 3, and then I'm going to jump a little bit. But it says, we give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Always is always. Always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. I'm going to jump to verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. <laughs> and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Hallelujah. 
You know, he said that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, worthy of what he did. You know, this is not, <laughs> he wants you to walk in the fullness of what he did for you. You know, wouldn't you like to, if you gave some, somebody something, wouldn't you like them to enjoy the fullness of it? You know, he wants you to enjoy everything that he did, it's, and it's much more than you just going to heaven when you die. That is great. We don't even know right now how great that is. But that is an amazing thing. Heaven is probably more wonderful than we can ever imagine. But there's also some things that we're gonna, we can tap into in this life. Right here and right now. And we need to because of what God has called us to do. Because God has called us to do much more than just get up on Monday morning and go to work just to make a living. No, no. He wants you to make an impact wherever you are. And he wants you to rise up above what the Bible would call, well, mere men or people that don't know God or are not born by the Spirit of God. There, 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 there's supposed to be a difference between the, the person that has given their lives to Jesus and people that have not, to the point that they will see you and there's something different here. They have wisdom, they have understanding that I don't have. There's even a light in their eyes that I don't have. They have joy that I don't have. They have peace that I don't have. We're supposed to walk in that because the thing is that when Jesus died and rose again, and what he paid for was that for all of your transgressions to be removed, he took, this, he took the sin problem and, 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 and cast it out. He gave you power to walk in this life completely free of any effects of sin. I was thinking about this so I was, as I was running. <clears throat> a lot of times, I guess, I'm just, you know, your mind gets quiet because you're like, I need to breathe. And so, <laughs> but, I mean, I was just thinking about this as I was running yesterday. You know, it says, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13. And I was just like, well, so we can, we can read about the curse in Deuteronomy 28. If you want to educate yourself on the curse, well, go into Deuteronomy 28 and educate yourself and see what that is. But I'm just like, but the curse came in when, when, when Adam sinned. That's when, that's when the curse came in. But I was thinking, I've been redeemed from the curse. I've been redeemed from all the effects of sin if I would just access that grace which is in me by faith. And I was thinking, I wonder... Did Adam ever get tired when he was running? What do you think? I don't think so. How fast do you think he would recover after a long sprint? I think it would be like that. I'm thinking, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. You might laugh, but I ran five and a half miles, five minutes faster than last time. I'm wondering... If we start to tap into the things that have been given to us, how far could we go? What could you accomplish for the kingdom of God if you really believed that you've been redeemed from the curse of the law? How much could you learn and understand if you really believed that you've been made a partaker of the divine nature, as Peter talks about? What could you do? What could you accomplish? Would you be able to do great things? I believe so. The people that have accomplished the most for the kingdom of God are those that have realized what Jesus did for them and taken advantage of it. 
You know why Kenneth E. Hagin was such a success? Because he just got into the Word. He got into the Word until he started to see. He said he prayed this prayer in, the, in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1, and there's another one in Ephesians chapter 3. You know, he said every day for six months. Every day for six months. And he said his life completely changed. He said it's like, it was like I came out, in out, of, out of the rain. He said it's just like, what have I been preaching? The entrance of the Word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, verse 130. If we would just believe the word and act like it was so, what could we accomplish? Or what could God accomplish through us? It's all about light. It's all about seeing what has already been done. What does it mean to be in right standing with God? What does it mean that actually God has taken up residence in you? The word tells us that those that, are, that have been joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. And we have never, I don't think the body of Christ has ever taken advantage of what really is ours. We, we have touched it at times in our lives, but we need to walk in it. We need to walk in the provision that God has made. I think I know why we haven't done it. It's because we haven't taken the time. To look into the word and get that into our spirits so that we can see clearly. So that faith can rise in our hearts. And maybe even faith has started to rise, but then we think, nah, I don't know about that. And then we look out at the circumstances like, yeah, I don't know. That looks impossible. Well, <laughs> what God has called you to do and what he wants you to accomplish in life is going to be impossible without faith. It's going to be impossible without the grace of God and the anointing of God and His enablement on you. There's going to be some things that it's going to take God to move. If, you're, if your problems are not big enough for God to move, then uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm just trying to stir you up because, you know, we've heard, how much word have we heard here? How much word have we heard Decade after decade, when are we going to start to do and act like the Bible is true? Because it's, it's when we start to take ownership of this, when we, when we start to take this seriously, is when God is going to be able to move. Did you know that? The Holy Ghost is there to help you. He's in you. He knows everything. Everything's a lot. That means that we don't need to be stumped by anything. The word says in 1 John 2.20 that we have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One and we know all things. Well, that's a big statement. We know all things. Well, it means that we know what we need to know if we will look in here. We can get a yes or a no or we can get even more instructions if we'll listen. Because you are more than a mind in a body. You are an eternal being. You are a spirit in a body. And you have a soul. Your mind, your thinking, your reasoning. But you are much more than meets the eye when you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Much more. You have God living on the inside of you. And that by itself is like, we say it, but what does that mean? You need the Holy Ghost to help you 
to start to realize what that means. It's quiet in here. <laughs> I just want to stir you up to start taking the word for what it says. For instance, in Romans 8, verse 11, it says, As the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and quickens your mortal body. Is that the word or not? Is that what it says? Well, I think the problem, and I think, you know, and I've seen this in my life, my problem has been a lot of times that I don't agree with what the Word says. I might mentally, but then I find out, you know, I look at my actions, I look at my words, and it's like, it doesn't line up here. There's, 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 <laughs> yes, this is what I believe, but my actions and my, and my words are here. And they need to be brought together. And that is, that is usually something that happens when, when, when the pressure is on. When the pressure is on and, and, and things don't seem like they're working out, we have a tendency to go the whiner route or things are not working out. I remember this when I was, you know, this is years and years ago, but when I was uh, graduating Rama and I had, you know, spent a lot of money because I was just an international student. You couldn't work here, and so I spent thousands and thousands just to live for uh, several years. I didn't have an income, but I lived off the what I, had, what I had saved. And so I got to the end, and I was just like, I didn't know exactly what to do. But I knew that the Lord told me, go back to school, because there's some things that you need to learn and see. And so, and he said also, he said, if you don't go now, he says, you'll be too late to fulfill everything I've called you to do. So did, did you know that we usually need to hit the wall before we turn? Am I the only one? And so, so I was just like, so, and so then I start to meditate on this stuff. It's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? I don't have any money. I don't know what to do. I sold everything I had back, back in Norway. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? It's like, you know, and the devil's like, you're a failure. You know, you don't have the job you had, you know. Now you don't have any money. You don't have anything. He's like, you know. And you start meditating on that. And guess what comes? Then, then fear comes. And then it's just like hopelessness comes in. You know, the devil, he just pour it on. And so that didn't change until I was in a service. And there was, uh, this was actually uh, uh, just a worship service. And uh, uh, Rich King, he used to be the worship leader at Ramah. He didn't know anything about my situation, but inspired by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. He came up to me. Uh, well, this was after I had been crying and... You know, I've been on my knees. The only one in, 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 in there was just on my knees, you know. And, and they had like an altar call, you know. For going, I said, okay, if I go for it, everybody's going to think I did something I shouldn't have done. It's like, you know how that goes? You don't want to go to the front because you think it's like everybody's going to think you're <clears throat> whatever. And so I was like, you know what? I need an answer from heaven. And sometimes we need to just get over ourselves and our pride and go. And am I happy I did? Because I come to the front, and he comes, you know, he just walks around, and he's ministering to different people. And he comes over to me, and he sticks his finger in my face and yells. I mean, yells. He says, don't limit God. He did that like that three times. And by the, by the, by the third time, I was just overcome by the presence of God. And I knew what the problem was. 
like it most times is, you and me. <laughs> and so, but what I was realizing is that I've been saying, you know, that I don't know, I don't know what to do. Well, that is in, in, in direct opposition to what the Word of God says. Because the Word of God says that I do have an unction from the Holy One. I know all things. In John 14, verse 17, he says that I know the Holy Ghost. Jesus in John 10 says that my voice, my, my sheep hear my voice. And most of the strangers, they will not follow. So if I'd just gotten quiet and shut the enemy off, I would have heard clearly. And so we can get distracted, and that's why we have, you know, each other. That's why we have ministry gifts that can hear from heaven when we are in a hard spot, you know, so we can get knocked back to where we need to be and get in line with the Word of God so the Holy Ghost can help us because He has the, he has the answers to everything. He says, he's, he, you know, he's, he even knows the deep things of God. Oh, my goodness, if we would just spend some time with him, and mostly I would say just spend time going over what the Bible says is yours in Christ. There's over 130 scriptures in the epistles about who you are in Christ. I would encourage you to find at least 10 of them and speak them over yourself every day. Why is that? Because you need to agree with the word regardless of what it looks like. Agree with the word, speak what God says about you, and things will start to turn. Because the thing is that not only will you free up the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, to help you, because he can only work with truth. He can help you with your moaning and complaining. He can help you if you speak the word, it's like, yes, this is what God says. I can start now to reveal to you what that means and when you start to see what that truly means, guess what? Now faith has arisen in your heart. And do you know what Mark eleven twenty three says? Put it up there on the screen. Mark eleven twenty three. Because faith will rise in your heart. It says, For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that all things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Well, I'm saying this because when it comes to faith, it'll arise in your heart. Faith comes by the word of God, only by the word of God. And when, you, when faith cometh, you knoweth. You know it in your heart that the light bulb came on. And now when you speak from that place, you know that something changed. Did you know, you know, Jesus spoke to the waves. Did you know that you can speak to your circumstance the same way? Because they're, 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 we need to know these things. We need to get settled in this because there's going to be some stuff that God wants you to move. Did you know that? In your life, it's going to be stuff. In your life, it's going to be stuff. In other people's lives, you're going to help them move. Because you can get in the, in the ditch with them. You know, that's one of the, I think that's one of the Holy Ghost's most favorite things is to get his hands dirty, get in the ditch with you, and lift you out. He's not afraid of getting dirty. He's helped people that are in a much bigger mess than you are. Much bigger. Thank you, Lord. I don't even know where my notes are right now or where I am in them, but I have some things here I want to bring out. These are some quotes from some men of God that really made a huge impact on their generation. F.F. F. Bosworth 
He said this, this is nothing will establish you and build your faith as quickly as confession. And confession means confession of the Word of God. What does the Word of God say? Get your mouth in line with the Word and you start speaking that and that will give you light. The light bulb will start to come on and that's when faith arises in your heart and that changes everything. E.W. Kenyon was another guy and he says the reason the majority of Christians are weak, though they are sincere, is because they've never dared to make a bold confession of who they are in Christ. He also says confession builds the road over which faith carries its mighty cargo. Hallelujah. Kenneth e. Hagin said, we shall never rise above our confessions. You will never rise above what you say about you. And I love this one. He says, the door to the supernatural swings on two hinges, believing and speaking. That's Kenneth E. Hagin. Believing and speaking. That opens the door. You know, for, in, for instance, if you have an ailment in your body or something that you're dealing with, believing and speaking will open the door to the supernatural. What does that mean? That means that you will present your problem with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Meditating the word, getting your mouth in line with what God says is yours will change your world. Because when it comes to, to, to you know, and, and, and sickness and disease, it's, it's I, w- I would encourage you right now, start right now to speak out what the word says about divine health. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That we having died to sins might live for righteousness. By his stripes we were healed. One from the Old Testament, one from the New. Speak that out before you get to a place where you need it. Did you know that you can, you can, you can fence your life with the Word of God? Did you know that? Start meditating on the promises of God, of His protection, of the fact that the Holy Spirit himself is actually living in you and quickening your mortal body. About the protection that God has promised you because you're his child. About the provision that God has promised you because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. Start speaking those words out. Start getting that stuff settled in your heart. Because the thing is, because you get it settled in your heart, Faith arises. And faith is what overcomes this world. Faith is what brings you up and out of the problem. Out of lack is going to be you acting on the word. And I was just thinking about this as well. You know, talking about God's provision, this goes back to the life of God in you. 
Did you, you know, the Holy Ghost lives in you. He lives everything. God, you know, he says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Third John 2. That's God's, God's will for you is for you to prosper. Did you know that? It's when you start to, to speak these things, you start to get this settled in your heart, and, and, and you start to be God inside minded, you start to, to acknowledge the Holy Ghost in you, He will teach you how to profit. And He will guide you in a way which you should go. Might not be the way that that person or that person go, but it'll be the way that you should go. He will teach you, He will lead you, He will guide you, and you will find yourself on a completely different plane. That you have been because God brought you out. God brought you out. And he will, give you, he will give you ideas that you would never have. He would give you favor to get in some place that you never had. Because the blessing, the same blessing that was on Abraham is on you. You are blessed with Father Abraham. You need to expect the same blessing, the same favor on you because of the blood of Jesus. Because you are righteous, you're in right standing with God. And because you are, you have direct communication with the head of the church. Actually, you don't even have to look up. You can just look in. Because he's there. He wants to bring you up and out. And a lot of times it's going to start with you just speaking those things out of your mouth. That I'm his sheep and I know his voice. And the voice of a stranger I'm not going to follow. No, no. I know the Holy Ghost. His voice is more familiar to me than any other voice. I know him. He speaks to me. I hear his voice. God is my father and he takes care of me in grand style. The Holy Ghost lives in me. John 16, verse 13 says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak in his own authority, but will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Do you sometimes need to know what's coming? He will tell you things to come. When we start to agree with these things, then we're going to start to see more and more and more and more. The problem a lot of times is that we speak contrary to the word and we wonder, where is God? Where is he? I can't hear him. I try to pray, but it's quiet. Well, that's because your words are contrary to what he said. Should we believe the Lord Jesus when he tells us something? Do you think he, he he's, God, can, he can't even, he's not even capable of lying. Not even capable. And Jesus said in John 14, 17, he says, you know him. For he has been with you, but he shall be in you. Now he's in us. And we know his voice. We know his voice. We know his voice. And so I would just encourage you. Get in the book, like Pastor says, and let the book get in you. And what will build your faith more than anything is just you acknowledging what the Word says. You just rejoicing in the fact that I hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. I'm so thankful that I hear His voice. Hallelujah. I will not be deceived. No, no, He keeps me from deception. 
And the thing is that when you start to do that, when you start to praise him for what the, what, what the word says is yours, then the Holy Ghost takes hold with you, and then there's an unction there, and you will start to speak out things that you didn't even know. And he will actually start to teach you some things. Let the teacher teach. He's good at it. Does this make sense? It's really quiet in here, though. This is like, my, my goodness. It's quiet in here. <laughs> Proverbs 18, verse 20 says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, this is truth. I'm telling you what, I believe that we are at the brink of the greatest times of our lives. Did you know that? I, have the, I believe that God can just help us. I a lot of times pray that. I say, Lord, just help me to see. Help me to understand what you've done for me. You know, it says that it's going to take the ages to come for him to reveal it all to us in Ephesians chapter 3. So we know it's a lot, but I can see some things in here. In this life, I can see some things. I remember, or actually it was in this book. Get this book. Read it, will you? Just get it. I'm sure it's not expensive. Anyhow, we might even have it here. I don't even know. But if not, we could give it, get it and put it out here. But, but, but. Kenneth e. Hagin said it, he said, he said, I believe that a man who really got a hold of the fact that he has received the life and the nature of God in the new birth could live to a great age. And I don't know what that means, great age, but I'm sure it means great. How many of you would like to live to a great age? You know, to see your, 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 your grandchildren's children. You might be a little gray, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, but I believe that there's so much that is available to us. Do you think... That the spirit of life that is residing in you, that the word tells us that he's quickening our mortal bodies. Do you think he can quicken them? Give us strength and vitality so we can live life to the full. So we can live life with so much energy that people are like, it's like, he's like a 60-year-old, 3-year-old. You know, it's like he's got new batteries, something is up. We can. Did you know that? We can. Oh, there's so much that he has given to us. And it all started in the new birth. And all of the rest of our walk is just to find out what actually happened that day. Did you know that? <laughs> and then walk in more and more and more and more of it. You know, Paul, he said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase, talking about the word being preached and, and preached again and preached again. And so as we hear the word and we hear it again and we hear it again 
And in, in, I think it's in Thessalonians, he talks about, you know, you received the word of God as in truth it is the word of God, and it works in you effectively. That's my paraphrase. It's way off of what it's supposed to be, but it's, it's in there. Read Thessalonians. <laughs> if you receive the word of God as it is, it, as it is, it is him speaking directly to you, you will get those results. If you will honor God enough to say, you know, if you said it in your word, which is the inspired word of God, if you said it, I am flat out just going to believe it. And I'm going to speak it. I'm going to acknowledge it. And guess what? God will give the increase. He said he would. He said he would. And that, I believe we can grow so fast. I believe we can, we can grow in, in, in knowledge and understanding so fast if you'll just apply ourselves and take God at his word. And then we'll start to walk in it, and then we really get an understanding of, oh my goodness, how good God is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's all I got. But it's a mouthful. I've been talking nonstop for like 30 minutes. Come on. <laughs> no, but, you know, uh, I had like probably... 45 scriptures here, and uh, we're not going to get into all those. But um, I just kind of wanted to, 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 to stir you up, you know, about the fact that the word is true, and we need to get serious about it. And as we do, our lives will be changed. That's the sermon in a nut, nutshell right there. Yes. All right. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, we love you, and we're just so grateful. Hallelujah. For your Holy Ghost. You gave us a piece of yourself to dwell on the inside of us. Actually, he is as much God as you are, and he lives on the inside of us. He is our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our helper, our intercessor. Hallelujah, your word says. He's the one who helps us in time of need. Glory be to God and how we need him to help us to see. True light, Father, and true, true understanding comes from you and you alone. You are the only one, Father, that can give us understanding of truth. You're the only one, Father, hallelujah, that can open our eyes so we can see things for what they truly are. So, Father, we ask you to grant us, Father God, hallelujah, light and understanding, Father, so we will see and know these things and so we can walk in everything that Jesus died for. All that he did, hallelujah, he did for us. So that we could be put back into right standing with you, hallelujah. And enjoy life. And that more abundantly, that's why Jesus came. And we're so grateful, Father, for that. And please help us, Father, hallelujah. Let it be to us according to your word, Father, hallelujah. We ask, Father, as a church... Help us to see, Father, hallelujah, so we can walk in all of your provision. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And if you're in this place and you've never received the Lord Jesus Christ, ask your Lord and Savior. You don't know what this means. I want to give you an invitation to receive eternal life today. Hallelujah. The Word says that... that <laughs> oh, if you just believe... 
Everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I don't see any hands. So I just thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For your goodness and your mercy to us all. I thank you, Father, that you always watch over your word to perform it. And I thank you that the word that has gone forth today, Father, I know that it will produce what it was sent to produce. Because your word says, Father, as the rain that falls from heaven and does not return there, but makes the earth bring forth in bud, so is your word, Father. And I know it will produce an abundant harvest in the hearts of men today. Hallelujah. Father, you're so good. And Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Hallelujah. For everything you're doing in our midst. And Father, we know you will do great things in our midst. Hallelujah. In the weeks and months that we're looking into, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.